Good morning and welcome to Ask the Expert, a daily series from 8.30 to 9am to help small businesses. Ask any questions in the comments or at hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Um, Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be running a poll too. So please do engage in it and I'll share the results with you in the end. So who am I? I'm Katie Howell. I'm CEO of independent social media agency, Immediate Future. And we work with brands such as lastminute.com, Psycho, which is Sony Music, Thomson Reuters, Fujitsu, Selfridges, all fairly well-known brands, but not always with massive budgets. The most frustrating thing for me is seeing businesses do social and it not deliver value or results or anything at all. This is because social is quite a complex and sophisticated tool and you just can't hack it there are no shortcuts if you want rewards more importantly social is just not a box to tick after 16 years in social media because we started the company when uh twitter was just kind of a twinkle in jack dorsey's eye <laughs> feels like ages ago. So one of the things I want to talk about before I start answering all your lovely questions is I want to give you four reasons why actually social is not a silver bullet to your sales, which is quite a remarkable thing, which is for me to say it doesn't answer or solve all your problems. Let me explain. First off, the, pro- the challenge that you have is that social media is easy to enter. You know, you can be on Instagram in two minutes. You can probably get onto Twitter in a minute. So it seems like a very simple solution. But actually, it's a bit of an illusion because it makes you feel like you're being productive, that you're doing something. The challenge really is the other side, which is your audience doesn't notice at all. So you can spend a huge amount of your time pushing out lots of content that you like, but your audience doesn't even see it, let alone care about it. So Before you put your fingers to your keyboard, I would like you to have a think about your plans. So what what is it that you want your social to achieve? Because if ultimately it is sales, you need to think about that journey. And the way you do that is you start with your audiences and you divide them up into personas. You need to go way more than demographics. And what I mean by demographics, because it's easy for small businesses to think of their audiences as people aged between you know, 25 and 45 who live in this location. Well, actually, you don't want to think about them like that because we don't hang around with people that are our age in our location. We actually are online and in social media connecting over interests things that we feel passionate about or things that we're interested in or problems we want to solve, depending on whether you're B2B or B2C. So really important is that you start to think about building the personas. You might have an audience that is more interested in in finding out more, learning and knowledge. And you may have another audience that actually is more interested in entertainment. So so you need to understand those audiences before you work out where the journey is. So the other part of this is that you need to think about formats when you're before you start because formats are much more than just posting to stories on Instagram or posting a, a still image or a gif. You need to understand what those mean and how that you can use them to hook your customer 
in to start to follow you, watch you, etc. Um, for instance, it, you really need to make a splash in a video in the first three seconds if you want thumb-stopping content. The final part to that ease of entry is that small businesses think that paid is something that the big guys do. But you don't need huge budgets to do paid, but you must do pay. You cannot you cannot not pay to play in social media because actually the growth is so slow, the effort so much on small businesses that it just does not build a return on investment. So paid has two reasons for use. One is you will reach an audience you can't get to on your own, which is fantastic because that's what you want is new customers. And the second is that you can target interest groups. So if one person is more interested in vegan recipes, you can target them with vegan recipes. If another is looking at where they might be able to buy vegan food, then you can target those in a separate way. So you can actually be more relevant. The second part, the second reason for social not being a silver bullet is toffle and boffle. Now, if you're not marketeer, you have no idea what I've just said to you. And that is top of funnel or bottom of funnel. Now, bottom of funnel is where the sales happen. Uh, Top of funnel is where the awareness happens. And one of the challenges that many small businesses face is they go into social with with almost like a PPC search mentality, which is, we will show, we can buy here, buy here, buy here. But the problem is the intent is very different from Google. When we go onto Google, we know what we want. Yet when we're on social media, we're chatting to our friends and you are interrupting them. So you need to interrupt them with something interesting. And that means you need to think about making people aware, getting people interested, spiking their passion, talking about the subject, talking about around the product, and then driving them through this funnel to the bottom of the funnel when they'll start to buy. So it's a much longer process in social because you're getting an audience that doesn't know you even exist at times. So the final part to that is that you also need to build trust Unfortunately, acceleration through the pandemic of distrust and mistrust has grown astronomically. So you need to start to build a brand that is trusted. And that can include things like putting up reviews, but it can also be about consistent brand messaging. Then there's a fourth point, which is that you need to flex your creativity with your audience because our audiences don't stand still. We know that. (laughs) We, We discovered that people are celebrating Christmas in July, you know, who knew? <laughs> so it's really important that you follow your audiences and flex your creative ideation. Finally, the fourth point to really make an impact on your sales and revenues is about measurement. And we tend to measure the wrong things in social. It's really tempting to measure likes and engagement and followers. None of these things actually make any difference to your sales. The only thing you should be measuring is how much traffic you're driving to your e-commerce site or how much footfall you're driving in store. Those are the things that are actually making a difference. You can use things like engagement to help you understand which content is catching fire and which content to boost. But frankly, it will not help you one iota to understand that you've got three million followers because actually most of them won't see your posts. What really matters is that people are going on to make purchases or show interest um, and buying your products and services. So that's kind of my uh, 
lovely 10 minutes of, of chatting. I'm going to start answering a few questions now. Uh, so we've got a low from Twitter says, as a small business, what do you think is the most effective way I can use social media to strengthen my business? So he's asked two questions, cheeky, he or she, sorry. My second question is, is it really important to get to post every day? I think quality over quantity. I'm just going to answer that second question because you're absolutely spot on low. It is quality over quantity, so much better. You'd, the, 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 you often see these terrible posts from gurus going, you need to post several times a day and you should have endless amounts of content. Please don't add to the pile of terrible content that's out there already by desperately pushing stuff out the door. Much, much better to do quality content. Think about how you, what you're interested in and what you engage with. So the first question was, as a small business, what do you think is the most effective way I can use social media to strengthen my business? I would say there's two parts to that. The first is you can build personality and brand. And in an era where we don't trust the brands that we buy from, and that means everything to us, we're looking for brands that push further on sustainability, who are ethical, who feel, fulfill more than just a product and a price. And, and that is an opportunity for you to build a brand. The second is you can make yourself memorable with good quality content delivered regularly and consistently. You can make yourself memorable. So when people choose to buy that product, they're either inspired to do so or when it comes to comparing you with competitors, it becomes easier. The wonderful thing I always think about social media is it's in your hand. You are so close to your customer. You have to think how intimate that conversation is. And as a marketeer who's been doing marketing for 30 years, I can tell you there is no other medium in which we are that close to our customers. So let me take another question from Claire, who's direct message. I'm trying to build my own profile on social media. I have most social platforms, but I'd like to focus on Instagram and LinkedIn. What's your advice on personal branding on social? I have... 1,100 followers on Instagram, but find it so hard to gain new followers. Should I maybe boost my posts? Claire, I think you've answered your own question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and, and actually, you've done something really smart there. For most small businesses that, that we have worked with, focus is really important. It's very tempting to go, my audience is everywhere. And, you know, in the UK, we have up to eight profiles each. But actually, find out where you're customer is most active and focus in on there. And yes, they might be on Twitter or they might be over here on TikTok. You just don't need to be on every single channel because you will spread yourself so thin as to be ineffective. So if you're trying to build your own profile, focus like Claire is doing. But then there's another part to this, which is in most cases, when you're building a personal profile, you need to think about thought leadership and one of the tips I would give you as somebody who also has to build her own personal profile, and it is exhausting, I can tell you, is give yourself half a day a week in which you can read articles across the board. Give yourself space away from your computer. Look at what's in the news. Look at what's happening in your industry. Begin to formulate ideas. If you give yourself a couple of hours, it doesn't have to be all in one block, but a couple of hours a week, two or three hours a week, to actually have a think. Say, so what would I say to my customer over this? Or what would I say to the audience I'm trying to reach over this? 
what does this new statistic that's come out that says 50% of people prefer to buy online now, what does that mean to our business? Because the more you can be relevant to your audience, the more you can have an opinion the faster you'll grow. And I would, if you're struggling right now, there were all sorts of tactics in the past of follow, unfollow, but actually the best way to do it for a couple of hundred quid is to boost your posts. So I hope that helps, Claire. Uh, Victor from Instagram. So hi, Katie. I'm curious to know what you think will be the next big thing in social media. Oh, I love this. Well, I've got a technical one and a non-technical one. So a technical one is I think AR is going to grow. Once we're able to wander about again, um, uh, augmented reality through our phone, maybe it's just me, but I find it the most exciting. It's been promised for ages, the most exciting thing. You really have to be on Snapchat, which is trying to be the centre of AR filters and social media to really understand how fantastic they are bringing real world and social world and digital worlds all colliding in one place. And I think there is just this immense opportunity right now for, for augmented reality. I'd love it to be virtual reality, but I think that's a way off before we can all cope with spending our lives in a digital world. Um, now, the non-technical one is what's the next big thing? Uh which I didn't think would come for a while, and I've mentioned it before, and this is the issue of trust. The pandemic, the horrible politics we're all living through at the moment, the very polarised debates on social media have left all consumers feeling a little bit like they don't quite trust anybody. And trust is a really difficult thing to build, but actually that's what we should be focused on. You know, if you're a new brand specifically and people don't know you, if you've just started selling direct to consumer, if you've just launched your business, you brave person, um, then actually one of the biggest challenges is getting people to believe you are who you are, that you're not some scam. So it's really important that the next big thing that you'll find your audiences are swinging to are brands that they recognize and trust. So I have Richard from Facebook Messenger. Hi, Richard. Uh, I have a company working in construction and struggling to create exciting content. Do you have any advice? Uh, advice? At the moment, we're only on LinkedIn, but we'd like to explore other platforms. Actually, yes, I do. <laughs> um, because I've worked with a construction company before, so I know. <laughs> um, one of the really interesting things is to understand the behaviours. And there's a really... Um, you have a very big scope for entertainment within the construction industry whilst also being professional. So you have two types of audiences here in terms of how, how they behave if you're targeting the construction industry, which is, um, or, 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 or buyers from the construction industry that are small. And the smaller buyers tend to care about the smaller things. So it'll be the cost. Cost will always play a part in it. But the fun stuff, they want to explore fun. They want to explore how does my loft, how is my loft going to, to work? How, how, what will life be when it's not so much chaos in here because I needed an extra room? So that, that would be a small construction purchaser. The larger construction purchasers are much more about real, the real life. The real life banter that exists between a construction firm and um, the buyer is, is 
there's quite a lot of joviality and conversation that is quite colloquial to you. And it is tapping into that that really matters. When you're struggling to create content, part of the reason is that you need to remember you don't have to speak every bit of content. You need to theme your content. So sit down first and say, right, for the next three months, we're going to talk about what you can do before the winter weather sets in. Or we might talk about, and of course, I don't know your business in detail, Richard, but if you then go forward, what what you can do over the winter season that can actually make a difference to construction or your building, or if it's, you know, private housing, this is what you can do. If it's big public spaces, this is what they can do. So lots of advisory stuff. So you might focus on that. And in the summer, you might focus on how to, you know, while you're out in the garden, you can get your loft extension done or whatever. My point being is that plan it out. And then focus within it. And that there is real value, not just for you, because you're not running around doing 100 million things, but there's real value in thinking about it like that because actually you get better penetration with your audience. Your audience will understand what you stand for more. Um, back in the old days, I did a Chartered Institute of Marketing qualification. There was a lecture there who talked about only saying three things never saying more than three things. So think of it like that, which is you're not trying to say too many things because your consumer does not know, your customer, your buyer does not know why you keep jumping from one thing to the other. So be consistent. So actually less is more, as as I said earlier, quality matters. Think about theming, think about doing that and then understand what that your audience is, is for, particularly for construction, it's much more about personality. So focus on your personality. I really hope that helps, Richard. It was a bit waffly, sorry. Um, so let's go to uh, Beatrice from Instagram. What's your favourite social media campaign that you've seen recently? Oh, God, I don't think I've got one at the moment that has really, I'm thinking like crazy, uh, that, I've, uh, that I've particularly thought kind of bowled me over. Um I, I can tell you what my so best favorite social media platform is at the moment, which is TikTok, which I can't seem to leave alone um, in the evenings. I find that such, such fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, that was really pathetic. But I haven't seen anything that's not my socks off since I talked about the Heinz one last time. Um, so Victoria from Instagram uh, DM says, uh, what platform would you say is the most effective for paid social for B2C as well as B2B? Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to take that right back, Victoria, to the fact it depends where your audiences are, doesn't it? So in B2C, it could be whatever platform your audience is on and is actually actively on. And, and you'd be surprised how, even though your audience might be on Instagram and, say, Facebook, how active they might be on there actually is very different. Um so you may find that they're on Instagram, but not very active, but very active on Facebook or very active on Twitter. You really need to pay attention to where they are. Now, that's quite hard if you can't examine the data. So I'd suggest doing a little trial on paid across all your platforms and see which ones perform best. So a small amount of money in order to gain a lot of knowledge. And then you can take those that work best and focus your efforts. When it comes to B2B, don't just focus on LinkedIn. It's a really tempting thing. But let me tell you that most people, I know people are a little bit more active on LinkedIn, but they tend not to visit LinkedIn, particularly senior buyers, more than once every couple of months. If they're secure in their job, they don't go to LinkedIn. 
So actually, we find we see better results in um, in Facebook, weirdly. <laughs> so have a think about that. So Annabelle from Facebook Messenger. Hi, Katie. I run online classes about developing your speaking skills like that. As the pandemic hit not long after I graduated, I don't have a large client base yet. My goal with social media is purely to get people to buy tickets. What would you recommend? I totally get that. Totally understand that that's your focus. I mean, we all need to eat. Um, But actually, if you use social media to sell tickets, you'll fail. You'll fail. Um, So here's what you should do. You need to build a following and a reputation. So use social to uh, push out your thinking. What gives them little taster sessions online? Go live. Tell them about why that there is value in that. Share information, share knowledge, pay it forward. Give them more so that you get a return. Once you start to build your reputation, then you can ask them to buy tickets. Weirdly, when people are really interested in what you've got to say, they will come and find you. And social is just so perfect for you, uh, Annabelle, when you're it's so perfect for you because you've got a real opportunity to really connect with a lot of people and show what value you offer. So, um, and particularly in speaking skills, I mean, uh, uh, there are lots of people who are doing this right now. So go have a look at your competition as well, who do it fantastically well. They're writing a blog every week about specific skill sets. And they're really, they're kind of leaving out that little element that they would share in the session. So this or say, this is just one part of it. What you learn about body language is going to matter. Or, you know, I've talked all about intonation and inflection, and now I want to talk about this. So I think it's really important that you go out there and talk about the knowledge that you are going to share because it shows people what what your value is. And the other part to it is also get all those referrals out there. So if anybody's got um, testimonials, ask for those for the, for the few customers you've got, get all those testimonials out there and use something like Canva, which you can quickly put the quote into and then get that out interspersed with your knowledge so that people feel really that, that your, uh, your reputation is very high and that you are an authority in this. And I promise you, then it's easy to ask for the tickets. So fingers crossed for you. Uh, I'm just seeing where we are. So Johan from Twitter says, do you know how many times a personal average needs to see your message on social before they make a purchase decision? Oh, great question, Johan. I think it, uh, I think it depends on the product, <laughs> helpfully, but here's the thing. If it's a low ticket item, so something that, you know, for a tenner, it's actually a little bit less because I can be inspired, go to the site, buy. If you're selling a car, I can tell you it's quite a lot. And, that, uh, you know, for the big, what we call high ticket items, you are really looking at campaigns that last a year in order to push those messages. The key thing is it's sticking to your messages. It's very tempting. And we as marketers are terrible at this. We're so, so flippity jimmy, you know, about it. We go, oh, we've done that. We've talked about that. Let's go and do talk about this. And, oh, this is exciting and new. And we run off after something new and exciting and shiny. Um, but actually sticking to your knitting, this is what we stand for this is what our messages are and keep going and usually as i said three messages that you do in rotation till people understand 
who you are, what your brand stands for, and what value they get out of the out of uh, both following you and being part of your organization or or what value they'll get in purchasing your product or service. Uh, uh, and so there, there isn't a straightforward answer, but there is an old, you know, the magic number three, and it's three times three. You should say no more than three messages and you must say them more than three times. So don't be tempted to keep switching your ideas. Rosa from Instagram says... With so much good content out there, I'm finding it hard to come up with unique content. Do you have any advice? Oh, Rosa, I'm with you. <laughs> it's just, it's, I would actually take a pause. I, I, I'm with you. It, it, there's so much content out there. Uh, some of it's good. Quite a lot of it is not, and it adds to the noise. Um, but actually, like we said at the beginning, less is more. You can go out with two or three posts a week, not two or three posts a day. And actually spend some time. I would learn some some basic skills. And there's so much advice online about content. But the reality is what might appeal to you or me, for instance, may not appeal to your audience. So start by thinking when you want to get creative about how your audience is. And you can ask yourself things like, what are they interested in? What are their passions? What do they feel? How do they behave? Where do they normally shop? What else do they buy? And you ask yourself all these questions. You start to build up this kind of profile. And I promise you, it will get the juices flowing. You'll say, actually, this is really interesting. I've having thought about this particular customer. What really matters to them when they buy from me is this. So do you see what I mean? So you are now creating content that is not only good, but it's good for your audience. Because you don't. it doesn't matter if you're good for me if I'm not your customer. So um, we've got uh, one last question from Aaron. Uh, Hi, Katie. Great to see you back on ATE. Do you have any tips for software to go live on multiple social media platforms at the same time? I do. So there are lots and lots of platforms which allow you to stream live to Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. And uh, or, or... even your own website, actually, um, uh, there is the very sophisticated, slightly more broadcast-orientated tool such as Teradek. But if you are streaming from your computer at home, or like I am today, then I would absolutely put my hands up and say StreamYard is possibly the easiest thing to do. And if you're like me, which is when you're when you're going live and you're having to think about what you're about to say, remember to look at the camera, remember that you have to kind of sit up straight and sound sensible and all these things. Trying to press 100 million buttons at the same time is terrible, I can tell you that. But StreamYard make it really easy. All the buttons are on the same side. It makes it easy to respond to comments because you don't have to keep looking over there to go, oh, what are they saying over there? It Fantastic. I've only just started using it, so I might be a little bit too much of a fan. <laughs> so... So the poll results. Um, so really, oh, hello, just disappeared. Um, so 50% of you that said, yes, you're using paid and 50% said no. So yay, you go 50% of doing this. You've worked out that social media is not free and that you are actually wasting your time if you are doing social without paid. You are spending all that effort and creating wonderful content and no one is seeing it. Um, the 50% that said no, start small, pick one platform, put a small amount of money, give it a go, 
give it a try. You'll be surprised at how interesting it is. And going back to the previous question, how important it is that you can target individuals by their interests. So you can say, you're interested in this, here's a bit of content for you. And you can you can post not only if you if you go into the back end, not only can you boost, but you can actually put out posts that are dark to everybody else. So you can target mums with one one kind of set of uh, copy and you could target dads with another set of copy. Um, just, you know, that was a very obvious way of doing it. Don't do it like that. Um, so, uh, so I'm afraid that's it. But any questions, please do get in touch with QuickBooks support team on Facebook. And if you want to contact me, you can uh, direct message me on LinkedIn. I'm under Katie Howell or go to www.immediatefuture.co.uk. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Merle Calvert, who is the CEO and founder of uh, Ferilio, an award-winning three-year-old tech startup in the business uh, uh, and legal services sector. Ferilio's mission is to ensure that no small business struggles or fails because they can't easily access key information and core materials that they need to succeed. A reminder that if you need any more advice, Join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and experts are on hand 24-7. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been great answering your questions. Have a marvellous day.